Every day is a gift. And with each day, we are invited to be a part of what God is doing around us. Whether it seems like a mountaintop or the mundane, God has something for you in your everyday life. Welcome to the Everyday Life Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Andrew, and welcome to the very first episode ever of the Everyday Life Podcast. Today, we have none other than our pastor, Robbie Gowdy. Sir. Man, Pastor, so good for joining us today. Uh, so, Pastor, over the past couple of months, man, it has been so cool to see literally thousands of people joining us from all over the country, even other parts of the world, to be honest with you, and becoming a part of Long Hollow. And over the past couple of months, we have also seen our need for community. Uh, so if you live here around us locally, we kind of have this process that we can plug you into uh, community. But if you don't live local to where our church is, man, it's going to take a little bit of hard work to roll up your sleeves and make this happen. But I can tell you, uh, anytime God has called me to do something that is big and scary and maybe larger than myself, um, and I'm always blessed on the other side of it. It stretches me. Uh, and what I've learned is that it's worth it every single time. So pastor, I know you have been just a huge catalyst for this conversation today, uh, that you are passionate about our people, no matter where you live, uh, to find biblical community. And I've also been told before that if we understand the why behind doing something, then we can deal with any house. So the hard work it's going to take, man, we're in for it. So pastor, why community? Why watch parties? Yeah. Well, let me back up and say, um, community starts with ministry and being in ministry. And right. one of the things we know at Long Hollow, and we talk about this all the time, Ephesians 4, 11, 12, and 13 right. is kind of the motto mm -hmm. or the mantra for how we do ministry here. So if you know that verse, uh, he gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, right. and then verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Right. Why? So that you build up the body of Christ to achieve the level of mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So what Paul says is, Paul says it's the job of the leaders, our job, right. as pastors and ministers of the gospel, to equip our people to do ministry. The problem is for centuries, we've had this chasm in the church between the church and the people, between the pulpit and, and the pews. And so we've had this chasm where we do the ministry mm -hmm. and yep. people watch idly. And, and as long as I give my money and as long as I show up, then I'm paying you guys to do ministry. And I want to say that is unbiblical. Right. The goal of us, at the end of the day, your ministry as a online campus pastor is going to be how well you equipped your people, our people, exactly. to be engaged in ministry. So I love what you said. Pull up your sleeves and, and do the hard work. So our job is to basically launch you in ministry. And what better way to do that than with an online community, yeah. many of whom are not even in the same city. Like, like we just had our online you know, relaunch gathering. Yeah. What was it like? Ten, yeah, states? ten other states represented. So, man, it's been that's what I've loved about the past couple of months. We have realized that there's no box to the church. There's no box to groups. Like, man, the sky is literally the limit. Yeah, and think about the Apostle Paul. Paul used the 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 modern day, you know, relevant, cutting edge art of letter writing. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like <laughs> right. Paul was using like the the technology yeah. of his day, which was letter writing to advance the gospel. So in a sense, Paul was like the bishop or the pastor of multiple smaller churches, congregations awesome. in different city around the empire. And so Paul was writing letters, he was encouraging them. But what Paul was saying was, Timothy, listen, find faithful men and start community. Right. Uh, Titus, find some guys who's, who are filled with the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. women who you can invest in and start the church there. So that's, in a sense, what we're doing. And I believe if Paul was here today, in the day and age we live in, 
he would use every means possible right. to reach people with the gospel. Now, do we have all the ecclesiology questions answered? Do we have all of the practical questions answered? Do we have all the philosophical? No, we don't. Right. But I don't know about you. We have a passion. This is what I told our team, and I think you would agree. We have a passion to reach lost people. So let's start reaching lost people with the God. Let's reach people far from God. Let's reach people who want to enter a growing relationship with Christ. And let's begin to figure some of this stuff out along the way. Somebody's going to figure this out. Right. Might as well be us. So that's the, right. The cool yeah. thing is we want to reach lost people and we can reach lost people wherever you are. It's no longer you bring them to church and we're going to reach them for you, but we're going to equip you and empower you to reach them wherever you are. Yeah, exactly. So the, the old way was let me bring you to a building. Right. And at the building, then you can hear the gospel. Right. What's cool today is because of technology. Now, you know, we're talking about this with our boys now. Technology can be used for bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a oh, lot of things sure. that are challenging and negative from technology. But God has given us this opportunity to really redeem it for good. Right. And so we have an opportunity to use technology as a platform for preaching the gospel. So nowadays, the front door of the church used to be the neighborhood gathering, right. the church door. You know, so you come into the church and you'd, you say, let me, quote, unquote, check out some churches yeah. before we commit. That's what families would do. They don't do that now. In fact, you don't even do that. No, nah, I check out the Instagram. What, yeah. Or what <laughs> you took Jenny. Okay, let's say you took her out to dinner. You're going right. to take her to a new place in Nashville. Hey, you need to go to E3 Steakhouse, okay? Right. What are you doing immediately? Oh, I'm Googling it. Googling it immediately. Yeah. You're going to Yelp. You're going to immediately check the reviews. You're going to read mm-hmm. about them. And then you're going to say, yeah, I'll take her to that restaurant. That is the front door of the church today. Yep. So the front door is not a building anymore. It's it's a website. It's a right. gathering. And so I would say really all of the barriers, all of the walls that divided people in the past from being a part of what God's doing at Long Hollow are completely blurred and, right. and destroyed in a sense because now, how cool is this? You can live in Chattanooga. You can invite somebody from Portland right. to be in your life group on a Zoom meeting in your home in Georgia. Right. I mean, it's, awesome. it's just like mind-blowing the technology we have today. Now, here's the thing that's always been the challenge for us. How do you move people into community? Because just meeting on Sunday or Tuesday, if you catch the service on Tuesday, for worship and right. preaching is great. But that's not your Christian no. life. A one-hour shot in the arm spiritually is not your Christian life. So we know, and, and, and you've done a great job at helping people with this, we know that community happens in smaller groups. Right. And it's not smaller groups sitting in rows. Mm, circles. Yes. It's not a lecture student. It's a circular. Right. Now, Zoom is more of a screen, you know, yeah. kind of a box, but it's sitting and looking at people's faces, not looking at the back of their heads, and living community together. Right. And we realized that we could launch these launch parties. We'll talk in a moment. We could launch community groups with technology because we're trying to get people into smaller relationships. And even the life group is not the ending stop. You know, you're not stopping at the life group. Out of the life group with technology, you can launch D groups. Exactly. Right? So you can have smaller relationships with these guys. Now, some D groups may be totally virtual, mm-hmm. some may be hybrid, some right. virtual, some in person. But I just want you to begin thinking outside the box. And if you're, if you're watching, I mean, here's the reality. You're going to help us figure this thing out. That's right. Th- listen, we're not the smartest guys in the room, and we're not <laughs> the only ones, and God knows, you, Andrew knows it. We are the only ones in the room right now. We so. are the only ones in the room. We do have that figured out. But uh, we're not the smartest, and we're not the ones who only hear from God. Right. 
you have been empowered by God with the Holy Spirit. You can wield the word of God. You can depend upon the power of God. You can invest in the people of God. And through the spirit of God, we can figure this thing out together. So you're going to help us already and say, hey, here's some things we're learning. What about this? Or here's what I heard of a cool way to invite lost friends or people far from God. So we're in this thing together, which is why I love this podcast, starting this. We're going to figure this out together. Yeah, the cool thing is, uh, that over the next four episodes, you're actually going to hear from the people you just talked about. So this is the first episode wow. of the five-part miniseries we're doing on finding community and starting these watch parties. So we're going to have some practitioners in here who are doing what we're talking about to kind of give you some strategies. Okay, so I'm in this scenario. How do I start this? I'm in this scenario. How do I start this? So, But again, we're not going to cover all the topics. So this is just kind of a, a way to start the conversation. And then you guys give us some feedback and we'll continue this conversation. Yeah. So let's talk about watch parties because I think that's what we're, right. we're talking about here. The watch party is a great way for you to invite people to your home first and not to a church building. Right. Because let's be honest, when I was lost and I, and I remember what it was like being lost, you know, um, I was lost 18 years ago, 17 and a half years ago. So it wasn't too, too long ago. I was lost as an adult. So I remember when somebody would invite me to church, that was a big chasm to cross, mm-hmm. you know, for me. It was like a big deal. And I would say, I don't think I'm going to go to church. Right. But they did invite me to multiple home groups. One, I remember vividly right across the street, my neighbor stayed on me. And eventually I'm like, I can walk across the street. Yeah. Walking into a big church building, that right. was intimidating. Right. So nowadays... With these watch parties, it's very easy for you to gather in your home, gather in a larger space, gather in a barn, gather in a backyard, and watch together. And then immediately, here's what's cool, do your life group based on the sermon or the message you just heard. So it really flows effortlessly from one to the other. Yeah, and the cool thing is about that, we actually have a neighbor who lives in our community. She just moved here from Chicago. She doesn't know anybody in our area except for us because we met her at the pool. Uh, and she's, she's been watching online, uh, for a couple months now, and, but she still hasn't come here physically, but she has come into our home and she has come to our life group and we are finding this community and she doesn't feel like she is lacking anything. Like she is getting the service. She's worshiping, she's hearing the word, but then she's also found this biblical community in our home as well, which has been huge for her. And same, so I would say the same thing. I have a friend who's raised uh, Mormon for many years and left the Mormon faith and, uh, just got, uh, he became a policeman. He said he lost hope in all of humanity yeah. just because of being lied to and manipulated. And so he's kind of far from the Lord. But uh, I went to him and uh, developed a relationship at a place of business and then invited him to my home twice. Yeah. Now, he wouldn't have come to church first, but he came to my home first and he said, man, you're unlike any pastor I've ever seen in my life. I said, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's the look or whatever. And he said, uh, I'm just used to guys in a hierarchical structure that strut when they sit down and they, you know, holier than thou. And I said, bro, I I struggle with the same things you struggle with. I let him in my home. Mm -hmm. He saw my wife, you know, she's a normal person. Yeah. Yeah, He he saw my kids hanging from the roof, (laughs) you know, and jumping off the second. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they see us and they're like, you guys are just like us. Right. So when I invited him to church, I'd already had a relationship with him that opened the door for an invitation. And so what we always say is without contact, you really can't have much impact. Right. Okay. So you got to have contact with people before you can open a door to have impact. And that's what I did with him. And I think the same thing happens with watch parties. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny. uh, And I'm not just saying this because you have a farm, but I've always heard that shepherds smell like sheep. And that's the thing. When we just kind of do life with people, we are able to lead them in a, in a, more personal way than if this is that cold invite when we're not investing in them. Yeah. So the challenge for you is, you know, as you launch out and do this thing, 
what a great opportunity you have. You no longer are a passive spectator right. sitting in a pew or a padded seat watching right. ministry happen around you. I really believe this could be the reformation of the 21st century we're seeing right here right. with technology, that we are going to, as a church, equip the saints all over the world to be engaged in ministry with us so that when we do Love Our City Day, which right. we do multiple times a year, you do Love Your City Day in New York or Portland wherever or Rome, Georgia, or wherever you live. Yep. Uh, when we engage in serving single mothers for Christmas, then you would do that. When we right. go out and beautify a school in our community and say, hey, we love you, no strings attached, we are changed by Jesus, we feel like we should help him. We do that because we love people. People are going to do that in other cities. And you're going to feel a part of Long Hollow, even though you're not in the city we're at. Right. Why? Because the church is global. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no barrier between the church and the kingdom of God. So I'm really excited about this because for the first time, some of you are going to be active participants, right. gospel co-workers, not consumers, which we've had a lot of that, co-workers in the gospel that you're going to be equipped to do ministry. And I really believe some of the best ministry of your life is going to come when you start to trust the Lord. In Man, that. I completely agree. Like I, like I said earlier, like there's nothing uh, God has ever called me to. One, if God's called me to, it's been intimidating. It's been scary. I'm like, man, I don't know that I can do this, but I've never regretted saying yes. Oh, that's good. I've never regretted rolling my sleeves up, getting in the mess of life with people. Like what we're talking about, this is messy. This is not easy. No. This is not pretty. I mean, we're going to be sharing burdens with people. We're going to be, people are going to be sharing our burdens with them. I mean, it's just going to be a messy thing, but it's going to be worth it. So pastor, thank you no. for just giving us an understanding of why we're doing this man. Ephesians four, that is the whole heart behind what this whole podcast is for to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So your action step today is this. We want you to begin to pray about who has God placed around you that you may be able to find this biblical community with, that you may be able to engage with, and then check out the next four episodes that are gonna follow this one to walk you through some strategy of how you can accomplish what God is calling us to do. Man, thank you so much for joining us today. First episode yes, sir. of the Everyday Glad Life to be Podcast. Here. It's gonna be awesome. Thanks, Pastor. Thanks for having me.